Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Okay, welcome to a brand new Geekscape. There's no need to like play through the whole theme song every time. You guys get it. You know what Geekscape is. If this is your first Geekscape, we're going to be talking movies, video games, comic books, some TV, and all the geek stuff that you can pretty much handle in about 45 minutes to an hour. Uh, usually we do this with a guest. I'm Jonathan London, your host, and have been for eight years, but we've got a little co-host here, Ben Dunn. I'm the little co-host. He's a little co-host. Uh, Kenny Craig is on his way. Um, he had uh, some problems. They're called Steps. Um, but he is on his way, and uh, and he's going to make his way into the uh, studio. We're here at T Radio V. If you're listening to this on SoundCloud or iTunes or Stitcher Radio, uh, give us a little review. Uh, tell your friends about us. Um, but we have a, a pretty good show today. We have our, our friend Tommy Avaloni, who is in from Philly, and he is uh, here to promote a brand new movie that he uh, directed. It's a documentary called I Am Santa Claus, and I know that it's not Christmas season yet. But uh, come November 11th, you're going to want to pick this thing up on on DVD because uh, I think it's I think it is the perfect Christmas gift, especially if you're into uh, kind of cool uh, slice of life documentaries. So you're saying this is better than Jingle All the Way? This is <laughs> way well. I don't know. That's it, a it, it depends on your level of Sinbad of fandom. Dog. Like like uh, if you're a Sinbad fan, it, it's not. I'm sorry. I'm just going to pull. You know, but but if if you're not a Sinbad fan. Okay. Then I would say that if you're if you're at the DVD rack and you've got I Am Santa Claus and Jingle All the Way, you got to go with I Am Santa Claus. Now this is a documentary that that Tommy's been working on for the last three years. It's about to come out. Morgan Spurlock's uh, imprint is releasing it. Am I right on yes. that one? And then it features pro wrestler Mick Foley, aka Mankind, oh, wow. aka Cactus Jack. I'm just looking at the TV and, and my, uh, the, the there's the poster that, right there. That poster the is fantastic. It's so awesome. people watching now could see the poster. That's right. I was watching myself earlier. It was pretty crazy. It's a bit narcissistic, but yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you want to call that crazy, if you're listening sure. to this, look up the poster. Yeah, I am <laughs> Santa Claus poster. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm uh, Santa Claus that for you. You're gonna get me looking oh. at the screens now. Here, That's all I'm doing. The, the T Radio V screens are distracting. I just love how like it comes to me. Oh, there we are. Yeah, yeah but yeah. see, the problem is, is that they're watching. We're always looking up, like we're yeah. thinking. Yeah. The, the problem is the majority of uh, people who listen to this show listen to it without the screens and uh, are like, oh, look at these jackasses. Uh, you know what? If you want to know what we're talking about, you just gotta watch it here on T Radio V. 
com. That's right. Um, so talk about the documentary because I watched the documentary yesterday. You had the big premiere at the Hollywood Film Festival. Mick was there. Kevin yes. Smith was there. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and a bunch of Santa Clauses, yes. which was uh, interesting to me. My wife and I show up uh, for the premiere, and there are Santa Clauses all over the lobby. Annoying, right? Uh, well, no, not not annoying. <laughs> it, it was. It just felt. Uh, you know, it's not even Halloween yet, so right. it felt a little. You know. Uh, early uh so tell us about the movie well let me say it might be halloween for you but it's been christmas in my life for three years (laughs) it's uh we wanted to make a movie about the people who betray santa claus and what they do when they're not being santa like what what life do they go back to december 26 and these are the people who are mall santas who you put like your kids on their lap yeah some of the mall santas some of them do home visits you know like a lot of the like more um better santas will do the home visits there's a little bit more money in it Okay. Uh, but, you know, majority of our Santas we follow were mall Santas. Santa Frank, a.k.a. Santa Claus, who legally changed his name to Santa Claus, he does home visits. And he's a guy from Long Island. Correct. Yeah, so how many Santas are in the movie? I, I counted four main Santas that are followed in the movie. Five. There's uh, Santa Russell, who mm-hmm. uh, at one point lost his house, was divorced, lost his job, and had to live in his daughter's basement and use being Santa Claus to lift himself out of depression. Wow. Santa Jim, who's a bear, Santa. Yeah, which he, is he's a like a gay hairy, bear Santa. Yeah, gay, Santa. hairy gay man. Yeah. And uh, there's Santa Bob, who's a realtor in California. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a mall Santa at the Americana. I think he just went to the Grove. Yeah. Doesn't really matter, right? But he makes some good money. Yeah, he's a yeah. really, really good Santa. And, well, they are, but differently. You know, California pays a little bit more for their Santa. Yeah, the Grove. Right. Yeah. I mean, come We're going to make you wear a Santa suit in our weather. You, we're going to pay you for it. Yeah. yeah. yeah there you go. And yeah. then um, and Santa Frank, who legally changed his name from Santa Claus to uh, – he lives in Long Island. And then McFoley. Right. And, who's and, our rookie Santa? And now uh, you're a wrestling fan. You're a big wrestling I have fan. I'm very big wrestling. Fan. And uh, what was the process of making this movie uh, first? Were you interested in the Santa thing, and you had to research mall Santas and meet a couple mall Santas to get into their network? Because I learned that there is a network, huge network. Yeah. And then Nick, like, what was part of that? Uh, well, well there's in? a big Santa community, right? And I was at the Chiller th- uh, Festival, which is a horror convention in North Jersey. And uh, Santa Frank was there, and he was—he's got like alien tattoos. He's got all these tattoos yeah. all over him. And I just saw him. I was like, "Hey, man, uh, you look like Santa. Are you Santa Claus?" And he gave me his card. It was on Facebook, so I became friends with him. And I found some other these Santas, and I just became friends with all these Santas on Facebook. There's like the Amalgamated Order Real Beard Santas, the Fraternal Order Real Beard Santas. All these Santas just live on Facebook because the majority of them are retired, right? right? So they're living there. And when we were trying to figure out what Santas we wanted to put in the movie, we kind of did like almost like podcasts. We'd call them up, ask them a bunch of questions, do like a pre-screening interview, uh-huh. and we picked like four Santas. And every single movie I've ever done, we put a professional wrestler in. Our movie, Miss December, that Kevin Smith put out, Al Snow and Blue Meanie are in that. Mancation had Blue Meanie and Tommy Dreamer. And when we wanted to do this, a friend of mine, Frank Bain, he said – Hey, you know, Mick Foley's a huge wrestling uh, Santa fan. You should talk to him about it. And you it. hadn't met Mick at that point. I had not, no. And so I did my research. I read a lot of his books. I knew about his year-round Christmas room, his obsession about Santa Claus. So because of Dreamer, he emailed or called Mick, and we just had a conversation, and it all worked out. And what you do in the documentary is they actually take Mick Foley, and they prep him for you know nine months or so before Christmas to be the Santa Claus for a day or a few hours at this place in New Hampshire that is his perfect like Christmas wonderland. Santa's Village. Santa's yeah. Village, which is like a, like a world-renowned Christmas Yeah, it's like, an amusement park that's yeah. like 
focused on Christmas. And he, by, you know, by the... So I'm he not trained gonna, for how long? For like, well, you, you well, train. Like, he kind of trained to be Santa. Yeah, I mean, you see him in the movie talking about how much he loves Santa. And then right. you see him get a suit. And then you see him take a class in Chicago. And then you see him, like, at Santa's Village doing the bleaching. So it's mm-hmm. a process. You know, oh, so it's... A, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he wasn't, like, he wasn't like, he was in, in, like, hardcore, like, no. training camp. No, no. He took a couple classes. He read a couple books, you know. But, like, you don't... Have, like, 1,700 people sit on him in a day? <laughs> well, I mean, no. you think Gotta that, train that like, uh, well, more went into it than I thought ever went into it. You know what I mean? Like, what yeah. were you surprised about in making this documentary? Like, what were the things that surprised you the most? Like, being a Santa? Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I uh, actually have my associate's degree in Santa Clausology. And the readings that I have done, it's like there's a lot. Is of, that a thing? No, it's a thing. It is a thing. Yeah, Santa yeah. Clausology. It's the, yeah, it's the actually the highest education I have. Wow. Real, real deal. Anyway, so there's a lot of things in Santa Claus you don't realize. Like when you're taking a picture with a kid, you have to make sure both hands are visible. Sure. You know, because oh, yeah. you know anytime yeah, yeah. there's a oh, yeah. hand, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and just a couple things to get the child like stop crying. Like if you see the kid's about to cry, maybe you should try to back them up so you're not looking at the scary Santa kind of guy. Okay. And there's a lot that goes into so, like, it. Psychology and, that, and yeah, you know, um, that sort of thing. Yeah, in the movie, the uh, mentor Santa in Chicago was talking about how you always have the kid on your knee. Never in between your legs. Yeah, because yeah, they like, kick and hit your balls. Oh, they kick and hit your balls. It's not like, a, yeah, that that must suck. Yeah. Um. So it's a more of a protective thing than a you don't want the photo coming out looking like you just boofed a kid. Yeah. Okay, and like both hands have to be free for like the same kind of reason, right? Yeah. Like you you want to look like an well, innocent. You know, yeah. I mean, like uh, if a hand's missing, someone could argue that it's somewhere inappropriate. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. Now. Again, like, what surprised you the most about this culture that you discovered doing this documentary? Because I'm guessing you weren't a big Santa person. You weren't as obsessive as some of these guys. And then you, you, you they brought you in. They, they allowed you to be a part of their world. Yeah, I don't know if anything necessarily surprised me. It's just, like, I got used to being around a lot of Santas relatively fast. Like, uh-huh. um, one, of our, one of the Santas I first interviewed is Santa Tim. He's, like, the... Santa in the Hollywood Christmas Parade. Okay. He's a real deal big Santa. He's actually in charge of the Santa Clausology stuff. Uh, he, I met him in New York, and it was the weirdest thing to seeing a man that looks like Santa walking around in real life. It was, like, super, super bizarre. And then the next thing we shot was I was around 300 Santas in San Diego. So it kind of, like, ripped mm. off that Band-Aid so pretty doing, fast. like, the Santa run? No, 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 that's not real Santas. They're they're drunk people with wigs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, these are people who have to have beards. Like, they're fraternal order of bearded Santas. Yeah, yeah. They, they have a, a luncheon every year, like, right after the season to kind of, like, talk shop and talk uh-huh. all that stuff. And this particular time is in San Diego. And there are agents and things like that to yeah. try and get you work in, like, wow. certain malls. It's a big industry. And there's some drama that in the – I'm not going to ruin the documentary for you, but there's some drama with some of the Santas about whether or not they're going to get hired in time for the Christmas season. Yeah, and there's also some drama on the president of the fraternal order of real bearded Santas at the time was a swinger. And a lot of the Santas did not like that they had a swinger Santa. Yeah, so president. there's some sexual stuff in the documentary, yeah. too. It's an R-rated documentary. Yeah, if we actually paid for the rating, it right. would be R. Yeah, <laughs> yeah if you paid the <laughs> – MBAA <laughs> for the censorship rating, it would be an R. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and so what's the thing? It's going to be... Oh, oh. I, I, I think that's our uh, warning that we're out. Oh, did you see the two-minute warning? I did not see the two-minute warning. Um, guys, we're going to be back, back here with Frank, uh, with uh, Tommy, and I think Kenny will show up, but uh, you're listening to Geekscape. We'll be right back. All right, we're back with Tommy Avalone, and 
Kenny's joined us. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Kenny made it up the stairs. Yeah, I finally made up the stairs. And I actually, um, I got to enjoy the bathroom in, out there for a little bit. Wait, did you know that... Did you pee out in the hallway? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I went into the bathroom out there okay, a little bit. Okay. Did you know that uh, there's I didn't a... didn't answer pe- the question. <laughs> hey, no, yeah. yeah, I peed out in the hallway and into the stall and, okay. uh, and oh, okay. the sink hey. on the way in there. Um, but um, in the stall, there's a beautiful handicapped stall that could fit a wheelchair amazingly. You know what's funny? here on is, the second is, floor uh, that has no elevator that could do a wheelchair <laughs> Tommy, Tommy well, actually weird. asks me weird questions. Like uh-huh. he's like, "Is there parking at the studio?" He, like he, I don't know. He's having like a panic attack here mm-hmm. in Los Angeles because I'm tired. I've been here for since Thursday. Well, you're acting like a chick because <laughs> you're basically you're basically saying stuff like, "Is there are, is there parking?" Like Captain Obvious stuff. Like, "Is there parking?" It's like, no, you know, there's it's just parking like, nowhere in okay. uh, Los Angeles. All right, that's enough. But he goes, he goes, "You guys, here's a text. Here's an actual text from Tommy. You guys have good bathrooms in your spot." Yeah. Was, yeah. That, that, was like that a question mark? Or yeah, it was a question mark. Like, oh, you okay. guys you have... actually have good bathrooms. It's like, well, where do you come from? Yeah, are there like, TVs like, like, in there some, while I take a dirty... nice poop? I spent four years in Philadelphia. Like, it's a bathroom. I like, work it's... in CBS Radio. They do not have good ra- bathrooms. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, well, digging are, on CBS they, Radio. Like, explain these bathrooms. What are they like? They're dirty. Let's move on. They're dirty. We don't want to Not a single handicap stall. Are there any handicap stalls? I don't know. I just like that we don't actually have elevators for the people in wheelchairs, but once they get up to the second they floor, they can fit a wheelchair. Into the, <laughs> like right on the door. It's like handicap the handicap bathroom, wheelchair next to it. Good they, luck getting that fucker up here, Kenny, though. It takes Kenny 15 minutes to get up to the studio because he has to get out of his wheelchair, get up each step, get to the walker, get to the wheel. You know what I mean? Like the wheelchair is parked downstairs. And then once he gets to the actual, like that's of code. Yeah. The bathroom's code. <laughs> the stairs are not code. Hey, unfortunately, my wheelchair is 300 pounds. So, yeah, so good that's luck not going to happen. That so, all right. Well, uh, we were talking to Tommy about this uh, documentary, uh, I Am Santa Claus, in which these five Santa Claus, kind of, what are they doing the other 365 day, four days when it's not Christmas? And uh, I saw the movie. I think the movie is awesome. I think this uh, November 11th, you guys are going to go pick mm. this movie up or see it on VOD. Uh, Morgan Spurlock's putting it out, which I think is pretty cool. Um, and uh, what I thought was surprising watching the movie yesterday was there were a ton of Santas in attendance at the theater. There is, uh, and a lot of them were um, interested in seeing the movie because they were worried that it would portray the Santa Claus community in a negative light. Um, and they were kind of on you ever since the trailer came out. Yeah, I mean, we got called. Uh, this movie could be the Armageddon to the Santa world. We That's got, what they said. Yeah, they also said we could be on the. Naughty, well, that was a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You're on the naughty um, naughty list. Somebody laughed. It was like it said that you guys were making this for for. Uh, oh yeah, well, in. that's that's my favorite thing. It's one of the on, on Clausnet. Clausnet. It was the message board for Santa Clauses. Uh, there's they, the, uh, they, fifty or, people strong. <laughs> no, no, there, no, there's hundreds what's, of them. What's, no. what's the casual encounters look like? Al- there were 50 Santas Claus alone Net. at the freaking well, there, screen last There used to be Elfnet, but that got taken down. Elfnet was like a Tinder for Santas? Uh, I don't know what Tinder is. Oh, okay. Uh, so <laughs> anyway... Um, <laughs> So what did they really? say about the movie? Yeah, I've heard about it. I yeah. just don't know what it is. What they, he, he's married, Ben. You'll get there one uh, day. Quit, scare, quit, quit scaring him off and you'll get there. Uh, so so, so uh, listen, on the um, on the community thing, they were saying that it was going to – that you guys were just cashing in. Well, yeah, yeah, this? yeah. They said they uh, – 
Well, this is obviously just a cashing in to make a big buck, uh, a quick buck off the Santa world and all the controversy and stuff like that. And I went down. I would love to make a quick buck. It's called I made a, documentary. a documentary. I didn't. I'm not making anything. <laughs> I wish I could. It takes three years to make, and <laughs> no one watches it. Yeah. And uh, that's but the hundreds it. of people on Santa Net or yeah. whatever. Claus Net, all right. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> We're gonna make a quick buck off of the Santa Claus community. And but you know that was one of the biggest surprises was that there were people there and I. Was I was sitting next to a gentleman, uh, this Santa Claus, who was there, and during the Q&A, he asked, who is this movie intended for? How do you feel making a movie about Santa Claus and that it portrays this much sexuality? Because, again, the leader of the Bearded Santas at that time, the, the president of it, was a swinger. The leader there, of the Bearded there, there, Santas. There's one Santa in the movie who was gay, who's like a bear, mm-hmm. and who takes, who, you see him taking photos for like a like a Santa sexy calendar. Go on. Like a bear calendar. Mm-hmm. And it was awesome. So, uh, <laughs> so there is sexuality in the movie. It would be an R-rated movie if the MPA scored it. So... Uh, I, mean, thought Mick, I thought nudity? Mick Foley had the best answer yeah, to this guy who got up kind of wanting to start a little shit. Well, he, or know, did he like, just want answers? I think he just want answers. A lot of these guys, you know, this is their job. This is something that they treat very, very seriously. You know, and he just had a question. You know, a lot of the Santas there were really, really awesome for coming because so many of the Santas will just talk on the message board and say, I don't want to support this. I saw two minutes of the trailer, and I knew exactly what the movie's about. Mm. But, like, yeah, there's some controversial stuff maybe on the trailer, but... The movie itself like has so much heart and so much respect to what these guys do. The point of it is everyone's a real person. They've done bad things. But for that minute that the kid's on your, your lap, they're perfect. You know, So right. there's a big responsibility there. And once they see the movie, they'll see that. This guy in particular just thought there was too much uh, sexuality in it. Which and is I liked that there was a gay Santa, a Long Island Santa, a California Santa, one that was in the, the Detroit, Midwest. Yeah. Because it, it just showed the many types of people who all find themselves in this line of work. Uh, you know, it's not just this type of person, who, this one type of person that becomes a Santa. It's all sorts of types of people that is, become Is Santas. it something that people aspire to or is it something that they end up becoming? Have you, did it's you a little find bit of both. Out? You know, some people really have the, the spirit of Christmas and love doing it. It makes Makes mm-hmm. them a better person, very, very happy. And some people just fall into it. They're like, you know, I'm getting older and I got this beard. Let me try this. Mm-hmm. Everyone walks into it differently, but at the end, at the end, it makes them all very, very happy. Yeah. So I mean, Ben should start growing his beard now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I can't grow a beard. Uh, do people do like we can start beard? You could use, use a designer beard. Ooh, a designer beard. Oh, uh, well, I was wondering, like, do people do like? Reconstructive surgery, like do they to, like to look implants? to look more like <laughs> Nah, nah, Santa. I don't know. I don't know. I've never heard of that one. Like you know, Bosley for the face. I know that Frank. Yeah, Frank has these tattoos, and he looks like a tough guy when he didn't have the white hair. He looked like a like yeah, a biker. Like, yeah. a biker. Probably, probably bikers, but, but he, he put a, he put a, he put a tan sleeve. Uh, on his uh, arms because, right. like, you know, you don't want Santa yeah. looking like he just did prison time when he's holding your kids. But Frank was the sweetest one of them, yeah. which is really cool. Um, no, the, the documentary is great, guys. You guys, November 11th, uh, Mick Foley was great in the Q&A. Yeah, it's in theaters November 4th. And, like, right November now, 4th. Yeah, right now, like, 15 different cities we're adding more, but we'll be on DVD, Blu-ray, and iTunes November 11th. That's great. And where are you guys opening in the theaters? Actually, better than that, uh, where should they go to find what theaters the movie's playing at? IamSantaClausMovie.com. Who had the I Am Santa Claus? Probably one of these Santas, right? I'm sure someone, yeah. You probably could have met him somewhere at one of these Santa get-togethers. I'm sure. I just saw a Santa Claus. I just We started Instagram, so I saw that someone already had the I Am Santa Claus Instagram. You, like, you know what Instagram is, but not Tinder? Jesus Christ. No. Yeah. He has a wife. <laughs> he has a wife. That's the so same thing. It's the same answer. I just like pictures and <laughs> adding filters. I, you know, I, I was talking to your wife. Me too. Uh, That's Alicia, what I do on Tinder. And... Uh, 
and I, I took this little kid around. Like when I went to New York Comic Con, I stayed with a little kid uh, and his family, and they were like, "Take him to Comic Con." So I took him to Comic Con, and Alicia, your wife, was like, uh, "Were you picking up chicks with a kid?" And I was like, "No, the wedding ring picks up girls more effectively than walking around with like a, like a dog or a cute kid." Like I like how they're on equal planes. It's all for you. about the freaking wedding ring for getting married. And you've been married how long? Three years. Three years. So like you're gonna, they're gonna. I actually have. I actually have a a ring. I have a Santa Claus ring from the Amalgamated Order of Real Bearded Santas. Holy shit! Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Can you show it? I can't wear it because the guy was really fat. Yeah. Uh, Are you sure it was a finger ring? Where does the necklace? Does it have magic powers? This is Geekscape. Does it have like (gasps) Green Lantern shit? No. Does it do like the Santa Claus? Like if you wear it, do you like morph into Tim Allen? I never wore it. Oh, dude, this would be the place to put the ring on once and for all and find how out you could have been ring? like Hal it's Jordan of the big, Santa Claus It's bigger world. than my thumb. Could you use it's it as totally a totally Santa's ring? cock ring. Yeah. yeah we and went to the same place. That's, that's, yeah, you could have done that. You, you got gifted Santa's cock ring. <laughs> yeah. So. Does it smell like licorice or like, uh, like uh, what, what is it? Like version peppermint? Santa Claus is a Santa cock ring. Is there peppermint? I need to make that Twitter account right now. At Santa's cock ring. Like, have you smelled it? Have you smelt it? It's, it, it, you it's, it's, it. it's you know honestly it's a class ring that just says Santa Claus. Oh, that's some bullshit. <laughs> Are you sure it just doesn't say Santa C and then the apostrophe S ring? Man, <laughs> I was thinking there was like a dying Santa who like landed on the planet like Green Lantern's origin and was well, like, this take guy, this ring. <laughs> he is the founder he, he, of the Amalgamated Order fucking, of Real Beard Santa. You joined the Green oh. Lantern Corps of, of like You're really just, just not like living up to your expectations. He gave it to you to like turn into this. Why did I invite this guy on Geekscape? I thought he was going to tell us about the Green Lantern Santa Claus yeah. crossover. <laughs> you know, you go around making Santa shit, like turning people into like peppermint candy. So Green Lantern, <laughs> that's the Ryan Reynolds film, right? Yeah, yes. that's exactly. That's the only. That's, yep. <laughs> yep. that's the best representation <laughs> of Green Lantern possible. It's not, a, it's not a 67 year old character. It's a Ryan Reynolds yeah. film. <laughs> what the Ryan hell is this guy friend. doing on Geekscape? Listen to this it's guy. It's an original movie. No, this is how he treats our kind. It's uh, the Van Wilder superhero. How dare you, sir? <laughs> how dare you, sir? You, you guys, get a, you get a magic ring. Don't even use it. <laughs> Damn you. Two guys, a girl. Yeah, in a pizza place <laughs> and magic powers. <laughs> yeah, listen. Next time you're on Geekscape, you got to put the ring on. And no, the second you get back to Philadelphia, put it on like a fucking. You hear this ching ching. Film ching, yourself you hear, when you, you do hear, it. You like though. sleigh bells. I'll and take all a of picture. Sudden, I'll say magic powers. I just imagine a flock of reindeer encircling you, and when when they're dispersed, you're just Santa Claus. Is that what reindeers are when they're flying? They're they're all of a sudden turned into a flock. So anything flying is now a flock. Yeah. Well, what, All right. it's a herd what? of reindeer. Well, yeah, but if they're yeah. flying, it's apparently a fucking flock. <laughs> no, it's a fucking hazard if it's flying. You what? think it's a geese, like geese going into like a plane engine and get a reindeer in one of those things? <laughs> Why aren't Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, all them? Why aren't they in a V in front of the sleigh? What the fuck? Does your movie cover any of this? <laughs> no. You know That's funny? why it will be successful. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. no. What was funny is, is, is in the, the reason you want to get this DVD is, is that there was actually like a Santa versus Santa war that you guys documented and had to cut it out of the movie. Yeah, we interviewed like 30 plus Santas just talking about all this infighting, the, the shelf out around the world. There was the, el- the elf net stuff, right? Mm-hmm. There was a gang of 31, they called themselves. Was, all these Santa Clauses that got kicked off elf net informed the gang of 31. It's pretty intense. And you guys document all this for the film? Yes. 20, it's on the it's a, DVD. It's a 25 minute short film. Yeah, Laura and I were leaving the theater and she's like, you know, I love that movie, but we got to see this this short about yeah. the fighting yeah. within the Santa Claus community. Uh, the funny thing about bringing Laura is she's really into the holidays and she loves this stuff. But uh, the guy behind us who was a Santa Claus couldn't name all the reindeer. He's a Santa <laughs> Claus. Couldn't name them. He was doing Christmas songs. 
in doing them wrong. And Laura's <laughs> like, I know him verbatim because I have magic in my heart. This guy's just making a buck with his beard. I guarantee he does not have any degree in Santa Clausology. But you do, and you have a magic cock ring. <laughs> uh, guys, we're going to take a break. Uh, we're going to be right back. We're going to be doing the news with Ben and talking about his trip to the SD Comic Fest and whether or not it was worth the trip down south. We'll be right back on Geekscape. All right, we're back on Geekscape. I just like that on the outro, you did yeah. Radio 101, which is go out on the cock ring. Yeah. yeah. You go out on a cock ring joke. Yeah. Who does your theme song? Uh, you know the guys in Punchline? Uh, they're a band from Pittsburgh? No. I'll, I'll, yeah, they did the, the theme okay. song years ago. Yeah. And uh, uh, nice little sounds job. Sounds good. Nice little job. You like the theme song? They'll make you a theme song. Tommy <laughs> ran for mayor. You ran <laughs> it's just for the mayor. Same. They just do the it's same thing. So listen, guys. Like the like the thing that I thought was really interesting about Tommy before I saw his fast. Like I, I you know, I'm, I'm telling you, I thought the movie was awesome. Oh, thank and you. I'm not just being. And like I love how you show. afterwards you're like, your movie was better than mine. And I said, thank nah. you. <laughs> and my response was, I know. I, I did not. I did not say that. I did not say that. I can't imagine you saying that. I did not say I am Santa Claus is better than. Doc of the Dead, I said, I enjoyed it more than Doc of the Dead. Oh, did you? But I spent two years with Doc of the Dead. <laughs> right, right. So let's you be very clear. <laughs> we spent two years on Doc of the Dead Listen. on Netflix Instant. If you don't want to wait for Tommy's documentary, you can watch ours right now on Netflix Instant, coming to theaters in Europe, right in time for Halloween. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, so Doc, Doc of the Dead awesome. getting like some cool theatrical release, but cool. um, but it, what's funny is I met Tommy's wife yesterday in the lobby, and she goes, "You look like Ray Romano." My favorite, <laughs> my favorite Netflix comment from Doc of the Dead is. Mm-hmm. Needs more of that Ray Romano guy. <laughs> because is that your mom right now? Yeah, no, no. It, it, it both fills my need for, uh, for like, uh, you know, it's like confirmation. It's like, oh, I'm glad I was in the movie. And then it also insults me at the same time. And I'm like, all right. But, but you know, I kind of feel like tweeting Ray Romano is like, dude, why have I not played your son yet? Like, <laughs> that's perfect casting. It may be because Ray, like, Ralph Macchio plays his son or something. And, like, he just beats me to it. I think Ralph Macchio may be like a good comparable for Ray Romano's I son. I think you look more like Ray Romano. Ray more like Ray Romano. Then yeah. I should get the job. You can yeah. just play a younger but, version of Ray Romano in any film that he's ever in. Hey, how you doing? Nah. Has, have they ever casted a uh, young Ray Romano before? If they do, I need to find that actor. Yeah, you should, like, you should yeah, start working Don't they Ray always Romano just goes, cast him as younger versions of himself with oh, just stupid hair pieces? Do they do that? Yeah, I think well, they do that. Well, he's going to have to age out of that pretty soon. You know what I mean? Like Once it's like, no, Ray. He's a man of a certain age, you know? I do like... He's a dignified one person. Oh, I would love to play Ray Romano's kid or adult son. And in, anyway, uh, <laughs> in movies or real life? Oh, in yeah. movies. My dad's okay. the best. My, my dad's the best. <laughs> movies or TV? Um, or radio um, and TV? Or radio and TV right here. So I love being here at the uh, T Radio V Studios. So, uh, Tommy, um, when you get back to Philadelphia, let us know how the Santa Peppermint Cock Ring uh, fits. Because <laughs> and, we're how all, it and how the, the magic powers it gives you. Like, you know, shoot sprinkles out of your penis. Um, and I, I think I think uh, I Am Santa Claus movie is where you guys have to find out uh, whether or not it's playing in your area on November 4th. Yes. And uh, pick up this DVD on November 11th, mainly to see this Santa Claus war. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. About. We did some great reenactments. We actually have footage that mm-hmm. like Santa's gave us from the shove felt around the world stuff. An and actual <laughs> shove. Well, yeah. we'll find out. It's we'll debatable. Out. Uh, what I like is that uh, some of the reenactments that they do is done in a Rankin Bass style. Oh, nice. You know those Rankin Bass like yeah. Christmas like claymation yeah, things. Yeah. Uh, as some of the Santas are telling their stories, uh, and some of the stories are awesome. 
you see the Santa Claus relive Whoa. these little things. Now as I a understand why it took three years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, you well, we traveled followed a lot. Them, we followed them for a year and a half. Yeah. But that was like mm-hmm. the long part. You know? Yeah. And uh, and would you do it again? I think I'd like to get paid this time. <laughs> Instead of pay next time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, That is the one thing about making a documentary yeah. is uh, you're footing the bill for the most part. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's we, insane. We uh, we raised half the budget ourselves and the other half on Kickstarter because of Mick. And right. it, it was uh, it was tough. I mean, we because we, of the war, we were in like 19 different cities. You know, like I slept in like Texas airport. You know, it's like my first year of marriage. It's like, got to go follow some fat guys dressed in red. You know? Right. But I swear I love you. <laughs> love Bye, you, honey. honey. See ya. Can't get away from you fast enough. I'm just gonna be here making a movie, you know. But that's that's the thing. Like that's the life of the filmmaker. And as my wife describes it, I think Alicia will uh, will uh, will agree. Is there's that time when you start dating where it's really cool to be dating a musician, and then there's that longer period where it's really not cool to be dating a musician. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where you're like, oh my god, I'm dating a musician or a filmmaker. It's so awesome. And there's that longer period of time where you're stuck with his broke ass, <laughs> and you're just like, oh. Fuck, if this guy's going to make anything out of himself, he needs to go out there and work. And he doesn't bring anything home and he's gone the whole time. It's the worst. But, uh, yeah, it hits theaters November 4th. Yeah. <laughs> 11th. Pretty great. Yeah. Make some money. <laughs> make some money so he can sell out and make a Hollywood movie. Yeah, right. Um, so, listen, our, our friend Ben Dunn has been making appearances around the globe. He uh, recently... Uh, Went down to the San Diego Comic Fest, which That's right. I really didn't know it existed until um, well, a couple of yeah, people what said is it. Te- exactly. Okay, yeah. technically... Because uh, it's San Diego Comic Con. That's a monster. And it says right. fest after the title, which is exciting. Yes. So San Diego Comic Fest, technically this was the last year of the soft launch. Soft launch. Mm, so they've been, doing it for, they've been doing With it three years. Okay. Uh, it's put on by Mike. Uh, it was I think it was founded by Mike Towery, who's one of the original founders of San Diego Comic Con. Okay. Um, I don't know if it's in just, you know, because San Diego has become, SDCC has become such a huge thing that it's no longer really a comic books convention. It's a pop culture convention. And I agree with that. Uh, Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, So this is kind of a reactionary thing uh, to San Diego Comic-Con. It's San Diego Comic Fest. It takes place at the town and country. I don't know if uh, it's it's in San Diego. Apparently, it was the second location of the original Comic Con. Yeah, I know and it that. was there for years. I do know that. Uh, this place has not been updated since the last time Comic Con was held there. Wow. One of the old creators is like in the walls. Like, <laughs> I mean, it that play apparently it's being demolished uh, and for good reason because it really hasn't been updated since the seventies. Was it close to the, the university? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's in Mission Valley yeah. area. So you um, went down there. You hosted a Superman panel. Yeah, I, I moderated their first their like opening festivities, which was it was Jerry Siegel's hundredth uh, birthday. Wow. Uh, on Friday, and so they had a centennial celebration. So I got to go down there, and uh, they asked me to host the panel and awesome. then do some Superman trivia. What'd you ask Jerry? Uh, well, we had a seance. What's your name? Yeah. We're yeah. like, how did you come <laughs> up with know. Superman? It's like a Ouija tie-in uh, for this movie coming out this weekend. No, but he's uh, so. Uh, his daughter was there, yeah. uh, Laura Siegel Larson. Um, she said a lot of nice things, and then I brought it out to the audience to see what you know. It was a ton of people. We didn't really have any extra guests because uh, some people had to back out. Um, so I brought it out to the audience, and this guy's like, "How do you? How did he come up with Jimmy Olsen?" And the guy comes running up, and I'm like, "Oh God, here we go." Turns out it was Mark McClure. Whoa. Who, who was the he was Jimmy Olsen in the Christopher Reeve movie? That's oh, crazy. Wow. Uh, so he just came up and like you know I, I didn't uh. realize what was going on until Laura's like oh it's Jimmy and then like they had they did an impromptu Q and A with each other wow. which was amazing. 
<laughs> filled the time because he's like, man, how do I stretch this? Yeah, no, because we, we had two and a half hours to kill, and Whoa. I had one guess. Just talking about Superman, oh. and you have one guess. I have one guess. Well, I had Superman trivia, but that lasted all of 15 minutes. The, the, here's the story uh, that, I, that I heard. In, there's a great book called The Untold Tale of Marvel Comics, and an untold story or something, and it's an awesome book. And the one story I know about Jerry Siegel is in the like 60s, there was somebody who was working at Marvel Comics in the bullpen, and they were there late at night, and they were emptying the – or they were just working at late, and there was this old guy who came in and started emptying all the trash bins. And was like, who are you? It was Jerry Siegel. And somebody mm-hmm. at Marvel had been like, this guy is comic book royalty. He created Superman, mm-hmm. but he doesn't own Superman, and he's broke he his yeah, head. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't have any money. So Marvel was giving him a job, basically emptying like trash bins and working around the office a little bit, just to like, because he's right. he's comic book royalty. Yeah, but they don't treat him well. It's yeah. insane. Well, they were telling uh, Mark. Mark and uh, Laura had this great story about how. You know, they for the first Superman movie, that was one of the first times that you got to see created by Jerry Siegel. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, oh, I'm spencing yeah, on the name. No, the trivia. Remember, he, he did uh, the uh, yeah, yeah. Only Jerry Siegel yeah, trivia. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. And the uh, other partner. Right. Um, but that was the first time that you actually got to see that. And they had, because they had just won the battle. Wow. Uh, for getting the rights back. So Not like the rights, but like Well, the, created, like the creative yeah. credit. Um, so that like hearing that was amazing and then we sang happy birthday to jerry and i made i made his daughter cry and it was amazing that's insane um, so was the is san diego comic fest worth going to or is it just like the baby brother of san it, diego comic Con that okay. may not make it it reminded me of my first comic book convention which happened in philadelphia oh. it was at like uh it was actually it was just off in camden Okay. It was a little crappy motel that had, like, one big room for the dealers and then, like, one side room for the artist alley. Right. And it reminded me of that. And, like, everyone there who was there... In a good way there, or bad way? In a good way. Because my friend Kevin saw somebody get shot uh, in Camden. <laughs> <laughs> like, he was on the bus and he looked out the windows of dude getting shot in the parking lot. And he's like, okay, drive well, faster. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you, the reason that it was... I found I it to be a blast. Yeah. <laughs> the reason I found San Diego Comic Fest to be a blast is because every single person who was there wanted to be there and was there yeah. for the right reason. They were there to enjoy comic books and, like, to be around people. There were, you know, to the point where most of them were that kind of weird, awkward person that kind of... That just walks up to you during a fest... And and just starts talking to you in the middle of a conversation that you're having with someone else and tells you their story. I'm sorry, I and won't, won't do that again. Yeah. <laughs> Kenny, Ben, Ben, ben uh, you act like I didn't start Geekscape. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I acted, I started Geekscape to get you fuckers off the streets. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But there's talk like, to me. If you have to talk. That's what I love. I love. It's all. It's all that. It's all that. It's right. not just people sitting in line for Twilight, the next Twilight movie. Like right. it, it was great. Legitimate geeks who know the yeah. numbered orders, you know. What and I mean? there's enough, like it was small enough that everyone who was there was staying in the hotel, and like we would have these great parties afterwards. Sounds like the Santa it convention. Was wonderful. <laughs> it sounds like it a was bank wonderful. fest waiting to happen. All, all those like, all those like, uh, you know, uh, people just waiting to have sex, and they just haven't had sex in a while. They're all staying in the whole same hotel, and they both can name the. It's fucking true. And then you, and then you eat it, number twenty, and you're ready, <laughs> and you're ready for it, and then you eat a half of an edible, and you're just ruined for the rest of the night. Uh, uh, the introduction of drugs, the San Diego uh, Comic Fest, stopped happen. the swinging from happening. <laughs> wow. uh, but yeah, it was great. Um, and then I did my uh, my Riker Comics presents Super Nerd Trivia, and wow. we did that to the biggest room that we've ever had. So it was great. Well, if you want to see uh, more convention, we got Kamikaze coming up the first, yep. uh, the thirty first, the first and the second here at LA Convention Center, KamikazeExpo.com. Uh, ben will be there, uh, Kenny will be there, I'll be mm-hmm. there, and we are hosting a ton of panels. Yeah. One of the ones I'm doing is Saturday morning uh, with Adam West. 
Nice. What? Adam oh, wait, that's West. Like, Adam isn't West. That, isn't that like the biggest one? Or no, no, not the biggest Adam one. Adam West. And then I got Rob Liefeld right after Adam West. So like, Jesus. it's going to be insane. Just Adam a, a West good, is crazy. Yeah. Uh, we'll find well, out. So was, yeah. Rob, yeah, no, no. so was Rob Liefeld. Because if, if you guys subscribe to Geekscape on like iTunes, uh, Stitcher, or on SoundCloud, I'm going to take all the panels that I moderate and put them out through the feed. Perfect. So you will hear my conversation with Adam West, and I will try and poke the, the crazy out of him. No, no, forget that. Come no to Kamikaze. It, it, it He's just out. crazy. Yeah. He's just flat out I, crazy. I met him once at like a, a chiller festival. Do you have to go in two minutes? Okay, yeah. hold on. I, I'll be fast. Yeah. I met him. At, uh, he was doing an autograph signing, right? And there was these rocks that held down all the 8x10s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He goes... Hey there, what's your name? I was like, oh, my name's Tommy. He's like, hey there, Tommy, you want to rock from the Bat Cave? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, uh, no thanks. Can I just get a picture? He's like, just turn around and count to three. What? Right? And it was like, I was like, one, two, and he just like shot up out of his chair right behind me and then took a picture. It was the weirdest thing in the world. What the? Who, f- like the dude from So fam- he's actually the Riddler. Yeah. He, no, he's like the the way they talk, have him in Family Guy. Yeah. That's Adam. That's so you're just saying it's unscripted. Yeah, Family Guy is yeah. unscripted. Oh, go, I'm just scared. Go, go. No, he, just put now I'm really scared. No, you're not. Guys, you're excited. Like, I'm I'm kind of scared for no. 30 minutes in the it's, ring with Adam West. At least you'll get plenty of rocks when you're there. What's funny is I could actually hike you to the bat cave up here off of Beachwood <laughs> Canyon and give you a rock and be oh, like there awesome. you go I want to do that you, you drove near it today when I was oh, trying yeah? to send you the Hollywood sign but you're like I'm from Philadelphia I don't know where I'm going but you <laughs> know true, we'll, we'll get back to that stuff uh, when you come back out here I will hike you right up to the Hollywood sign sounds good you can then uh, climb it um, but guys we're going to take a break when we come back we're going to finish up with some news uh, we're going to be talking about these DC uh, movies that they announced 10 new DC movies are coming out between now and 2022 or whatever we're going to tell you what they are and talk about whether or not they're a good idea to have a flash on TV and a different flash on cinema screens. We'll be right back. Okay, welcome back to Geekscape. We got to talk about this huge swarm of comic book movies that is coming in the next six years because this it's is a Geekscape. storm. It is a storm. It's an onslaught. Yeah. Hopefully Onslaught's uh, not going to be in it. I don't know. Maybe. He's weird. And, Can we do you know. an Amalgam Universe? Do you think that they would ever do an Amalgam Universe? Well, um, I don't know. Like I, in 2040? Uh, things are going to get pretty weird. And, uh, you know, I'm a little concerned because Marvel has been uh, teasing this Civil War that they're bringing back mm-hmm. to the comics. And they're yeah. doing all sorts of stuff. They're doing like Year of Future Past. They're doing another World War Hulk. Uh, today they uh, they talked about House of M. Like they're bringing back all these big crossovers just Why? next just next summer, they're doing they're revisiting all these classic crossovers. I think it's part of their Civil War or Time Runs Out tie-in. So wait, it's you know all going to be them. just next year. Yeah, but I think it's a big storyline where they're basically doing like I don't think they're doing like a new Fifty Two like DC did, where they just revamp their universe. Mm-hmm. I think they're doing something where time runs out and like because because well, they're already doing the thing with the uh, time gem yeah well, Captain well, America with, and with, the, yeah, the Illuminati with, with Hickman's Avenger run. It's basically like all these which is paral- amazing, all these parallel the worlds are colliding all these parallel yeah. universes are basically swirling down a drain with Earth at its center. Mm. And so, like, as these universes come in contact with Earth, one of them has to go. And mm-hmm. so the, the civil war that's going to happen is between Iron Man and, like, the Illuminati made up of, like, Fan- Mr. Fantastic and all this stuff. They preemptively are destroying universes and killing universes to keep Earth alive. And Captain America found out about it and was well. like, you guys created this universe-destroying weapon, and you created it, and you're going to give yourself an excuse to use it, but it's not right. And one of the cool issues was they go to this other parallel Earth, and they have their own superheroes, mm-hmm. and they were, like, really good people, 
but it was either us or them. Right. And Namor just fucking kills them. Uh, Namor just hits yeah. the button and is like, sorry, and destroys <gasps> these. I mean, they were like really good people and like yeah. good, legit superheroes. Right. And Namor just erases them. So Na- that so like, issue was awesome. so amazing because there's a whole there's a whole back the the whole back part of it is all Namor and Black Panther going at it they hate each other it is insane and so they kick namor off the team so namor's like well if you guys don't have the balls to do what needs to be done to keep earth and like our reality from like uh, being destroyed i'm gonna make my new team and so he goes out and gets like thanos and a bunch of people and creates a villain version and he's like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna create a villain version of the they're called the stonemasons i mean he's like we're gonna go out here and we're, we're gonna do what needs to be done Fuck you. And, uh, and they didn't invite Dr. Doom until they really asked him for help. And Dr. Doom's like, I don't need either of you bitches. I got the molecule, man. So I know we're talking like really insider baseball here with the comic book stuff. <laughs> what I'm telling you is you should be reading Marvel comics. And you know what? You should, you should yeah. just be reading comics because yeah. there's some amazing comics out there. But Marvel Anything is, by Hickman right Mar- now. Marvel's doing awesome. And I'm looking forward to this summer event because it sounds like they're just kind of putting uh, uh, an end to a lot of stuff, including Fantastic Four. They're canceling Fantastic Four, which I think is like the comic for Marvel because it was the first one that they created in 1961 with Stan Lee. Like, he mm-hmm. created the Fantastic Four, and then it was Spider-Man and all that stuff. But Fantastic Four was the first one that hit the sales, and it was like, oh, we might have something here. Wait, so they're canceling just the comic They're canceling completely. it because... Because Fox keeps messing everything up. I was going to say, and they're making a movie. Well, well they it's make not, no it's money a, off it's of not, it. It's not that Fox is messing everything up. It's that Fox made this quick movie supposedly I'm, I'm paraphrasing what i've read but uh but fox didn't have to make this movie they didn't have a plan to make this movie but they needed to make the movie in order to keep the option from reverting back to marvel got it and ike perlman who's the head of marvel who's the owner of it is like is like pissed that the guys over at fox will make a, a, a slap a movie together just to keep their things from reverting to where it should be which is marvel where the right. fans think it should be but you know what if you're at fox and you've made a ton of money off the x-men you're going to try and keep that thing alive because you don't know if the Fantastic Four is going to be your next X-Men. Because remember, mm-hmm. X3 did happen, and mm-hmm. they recovered. So, like, Wolverine Origins did happen, and yeah. they recovered and made some cool movies that were profitable for them. Yeah, but you don't you don't recover from that by making a crappy movie that no we, one knew we, about we, until we, they were. We do not know if it is crappy. Option, as, yeah, as long we as you keep know, the option open. We do not know if Josh Trank's Fantastic Four is crappy. We I like not, Josh Trank. We have not I, seen, liked, I like Chronicle. I haven't I, seen his movie. I haven't seen his Fantastic Four. I've seen some shots of it. Wait, but, he made but, Chronicle? Who was the director of Chronicle? I, I like that movie. Yeah, hey. yeah, we'll see his Fantastic Four movie. Like people were bitching because they saw a leaked photo of Doctor Doom on screen there. Uh, on uh, and I was like, I will never make fun of a leaked photo of an actor in costume again because I made fun of the original X Men and I thought they looked great in Brian Singer's movie. I was like, cool, black, whatever. But and uh, to counter that, the thing, the picture of the thing from that same leaked photo set looks awesome. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll I do mean, it. I mean, that puppet thing, because they use, it's a puppet head. Oh, and yeah. It looks awesome. Good. So here we have a ton of movies. DC is now woken up, and they're like, you know what? We're going to do what Marvel hasn't done. We're going to do a female-led superhero movie, Wonder Woman. We're going to do a minority-led uh, movie, uh, Aquaman, has Jason Momoa, who's, you know, uh, Polynesian. So we're actually going to make what Marvel hasn't done, which is a female-led movie. And a Black Panther movie, a movie with somebody of color, but they also yeah. went and announced a ton more movies. Ben, like, what is all this? I'm uh, looking at a. I mean, this chart. is a, it, that's a mix of uh, both Marvel and DC. Yeah. So in 2015, we got Avengers 2, Ant Man, and Fantastic Four. In 2016, mm-hmm. listen to this. Listen to your 2016. Deadpool, Batman vs Superman, Dawn of Justice, Captain America 3, X Men Apocalypse, Doctor Strange, Suicide Squad from David Hayter, who just released Fury, 
and the Sinister Six in Wolverine three. Well, what's really interesting because uh, you have Suicide no, Squad Wolverine, and you yeah. and you have Sinister Six coming out in the same year, which is essentially like Suicide Squad is like wow the crazy villains. Yeah, so two thousand Sinister Six is kind of the crazy. So two thousand seventeen is actually Wolverine three in March. Uh, Marvel has an unknown movie in May. Wonder Woman June twenty third. Fantastic Four two already a year after Fantastic Four. We got Fantastic Four two or two years afterwards. Guardians of the Galaxy 2, another unknown Marvel movie in November. Justice League 2, November 17th. We got like Venom Carnage, Lego Batman. And then 2018 is The Flash with another actor who's not the one from the TV show, which is an awesome show, but why wouldn't you cast the same person, have a linked universe? Marvel has two more unknown movies, an unknown X-Men movie, Aquaman, another unknown Marvel movie, Amazing Spider-Man 3, which may not happened uh shazam in 2019 and marvel's just peppering unknown movies all over the place right. there's an x-force movie there's a million movies coming out but come on i just the thing that pisses me off about this whole schedule is that i'm gonna have to wait until i'm 40 years old to see another green lantern movie yeah 2020 2020 another green lantern green movie. lantern one old ryan reynolds they need to cast yeah. you <laughs> they need to cast you in your santa cockering for this thing yeah, they could. the one that you got from the the legion of people but um Amalgamated no. order of real bearded Santas. They gave you that <laughs> giant, that giant class ring with the Santa Man thing. Um, I love the Flash. I think it's weird that the that they're not tying them up. That they're not doing like well, they, a, like the, it's a different actor for the Flash. Yeah, but movie. it's too far away to know. And if the TV show is like it's true. A, 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 is going to take off, that. so they they have no idea. They they can't risk that. So they're going to wait until until they see. Did, did they? It's also announce? like say, it's also like saying you're pissed that Tom Weller Tom Welling wasn't in. Yeah. Uh, Superman, Superman lives. Yeah, or well, Superman returns. Did, did I think they Tom Welling's happy the, he wasn't in Superman Returns. Did they say who the actor for the Flash was going to be? Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. Who? Uh, the actor from the Flash is he was in um, the not the Fault of My Stars. The um, they 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 announced the actor. It's not it's not okay. Miles. Uh, no. No. Uh, different movie, but um, guys, it's all on Geekscape. If you guys want this news, it's on Geekscape.net. We talk about all this stuff, but really, um, with the little bit of time we have left, um, we got to talk about Tommy and the fact that come November 4th, you can see his movie. You got to go to IamSantaClausMovie.com, and then November 11th, you can actually find out the secrets of the Santa Claus War. It's a fucking gang war, and it's all in the DVD for I Am Santa Claus. I just want to see a gang fight of Santas so badly. Featuring Mick Foley. There you go. And uh, released by um, by who's releasing it? Morgan, Morgan Spurlock, Spurlock and Virgil Films. It's incredible. I saw the movie Perfect. yesterday and I love the movie. I was actually really surprised by the movie. Not oh, yeah. as not thinking that you couldn't make a movie, but I was like, let's see if this is interesting to me. And I thought it was awesome. So November fourth and November eleventh, I am Santa Claus and of course Geekscape.net is where you can get your news. And that is our show. Tommy, thank you for coming and letting thank us you. talk about uh, comics and crap. Yeah, no, I fell asleep a little bit, but we're cool. You know what? It's <laughs> I, I like Batman. The nerds know what we're talking about. We <laughs> talk about good. it every week huh? here on Geekscape. Find us on Facebook. Find us on Twitter. Find us on Instagram. Ryan Reynolds. And uh, let's bring back Ryan Reynolds for that Green movie. Okay. Uh, ben is going to continue to throw out his Twitter because nobody cares. Uh, and it's inappropriate. I'm sitting here trying to finish the movie, and he's like, guys, look at me. It's like, go back to San Diego Comic Fest and wait till people I was, up in that I zone. was king down there. I was king. <laughs> for those 40 people. We will see you guys next week. We're going to have another host and another great show. Peace.